It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. Hey there, friendos. It's been a while, hasn't it? We're in the lab. I'm Drew Doherty. And you're John Harris, right, John Harris? I think so, Matt, uh, Drew Doherty. I almost called you Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty, yeah. Did he ever, did he coach at SMU at one sure point? Sure did, yeah. I thought so. Sure did, yep. Yeah, that was tragic. Different spelling? Yeah, different uh, Yeah, different spelling, different guy. You were a much better guy, apparently. Oh. Wow, that's, come on, that's debatable. Well, I'm just saying, Thanks. I mean. Thank you, though. He, uh, yeah. Well, I, I moved to North Carolina back in 2001 when he took the North Carolina – I think it was that that was the year he took the North Carolina job, right? And everybody was excited because he was he was from the family, mm-hmm. the Dean Smith family. Sure. He was in the circle, and it just it didn't go well. It's hard it didn't go well. Hard to win when you don't have Rasheed Wallace's and mm-hmm. Jerry Stackhouse's and Michael Jordan's yeah. and Brad Darty's and yeah, it's interesting Kenny that and, you know it's interesting. Everybody talks about the system or the process or whatever, but those things yeah. don't work so well unless you've got the right. Guys. Jimmy's in the Joes, not the X's in the O's. Amen. I didn't say that. I don't know who did, but it's nope. brilliant. Nope. It's correct. Uh, that, it absolutely is. It's dead on. That's exactly the way you have to you have to look at this. Now, you put the two of them together. You put the X's and O's with the Jimmy's and the Joes. Now, you got something for, for a very, very long time. Yes. The sports history is littered with teams that could have been great had their... Great recruiting coach, bit of better X's and O's guys, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If they're X's and O's guy, yes. could recruit a little bit better. Anyhow, what we're going to talk about today is this is a this is a true in the lab, a yes. vintage in the lab. A vintage, I like that. <laughs> we don't have too many more opportunities to do this because the season's about to be here. Right. Basically next week. It's it's coming. Whew. So kind of as a last little mini hurrah, we're going to go and do this. We are going to pluck one former Texan from one season, meaning, for example, John Beesing from 2009. I don't think I'm going to choose. I know I'm not going to choose him, and I okay. doubt you're going to choose him. Cannot be any any guy that's currently playing, so okay. you can't have two J.J. Watts on the team, but it's from the defense, Okay. and you're going to add him to this current defense to help it out, and it, it, we're going to have fun because in the past we've redrafted the 2007 draft and the 2003 draft, and right. instead of picking this guy, you pick this guy. And we do stuff like this. We've added former Oilers to current Texans teams. So what we're going to do is add a former Texans defender. And it could be a guy who only had, like, one great season. Right. And you're plugging him into this defense and letting it rip. You ready? I'm ready. All right. We're going to start with you. Oh, I get to start? Yeah. Okay. So it can be a player that's already on the team, correct? Right. Like, you can't have Jonathan Joseph from 2011. Right. Which would be an awesome... Or J.J. Watt from 2014. Yeah, your that corners would be are J.J. and J.J. A retired player. I got you. I got one. Okay. Right off the shoot. Yep. Rookie year. Yep. 2004, Dante Robinson. That's a good one. I think that was, prob- that was probably his best year. If you just go by interceptions, it was clearly his best year. It got to a point where he- everybody knew he was the number one guy. So teams start to avoid your number one guys. They throw at the other guys, et cetera. But in 2004 as a rookie. What a season. He had six interceptions. And I think what's it's interesting, he counted for 146 yards on his six interceptions. He didn't have any pick sixes. Oh. Um, he didn't have one until 2006. But he did stuff with the ball after he picked it off. Yeah. 
That's a lot of yards. He had a 61-yard return. He had six total interceptions. He had three forced fumbles. That's always a number I look at. I remember when, when Khalil Mack was coming out of Buffalo, out of uh, University of Buffalo, and we're talking about Khalil Mack, and that number stood out, his forced fumbles. It was like 16. He created like 16 forced fumbles in four years, and I was like, man, that's a that's an obscene you know, number. Who else was like that was Derek Johnson should have been a Texan. No offense, Travis Johnson. Those are the kind of things that stay with you, mm-hmm. you know, forcing fumbles. I mean, if you have a knack for doing that at the college level, if you're a pretty darn good athlete, which Khalil Mack is and which Dante Robinson is, that's going to that's gonna stay with you. Dante ended up forcing seven fumbles. It's just a corner is pretty salty. Yeah. So in that 2004 season, he was 87 tackles. He had three forced fumbles. He had six interceptions. That's the kind of thing I think this defense could use as a guy at corner that you can move, you can team with J. Joe. You know he's going to make some plays on the physical, ball. Physical, man. He's physical, which I think has always played very well for a Romeo Cornell defense. I think that gets that's understated a lot of times is how well his defenses tackle. He had three sacks that year. Yeah, he had three he, sacks. Yeah, he he's the kind of guy you can do a lot. You know, it, it just reminds me of Kareem Jackson, but I, I think maybe not as physical as Kareem, but maybe better with the ball skills and coverage yep. than Kareem. Yeah. So you end up, and you get him at age 22, so bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to go. And he, I don't know if he locks down one corner, but you think about the the receivers you're going to face. He locks down a corner on this team, I think. You face Michael Thomas right away. Uh-huh. And look, these receivers you're going to lose some battles to. That, that's what I think people have to come to grips with, is that the quarterbacks and receivers you're going to face, your secondary may be better than it was last year. And I think overall it will be, especially at corner. I think it will be better at corner because you've added Lonnie Johnson. You've added Bradley Roby. I think you're going to be better. You're going to get your man Kelly to see what he can do during training camp. You're going to add – you've added pieces at the corner position. Now, is it enough? That's one where you say, well, time will tell. But can you stay healthy at that position? If you do, then you're better at that position. Time out. I want to dive a little deeper into something you just touched on about you're going to see some battles lost, even though you're better. I think there is no better example of this than the two matchups we get to see every single year between DeAndre Hopkins yeah. and Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Nobody covers Hopkins better than Jalen Ramsey does. Right. That being said, Hopkins is still able to do the phenomenal, the fantastic in right. wins and in losses. Last year we saw him at Jacksonville make the one-hander a couple years back when Jacksonville was at its best and the Texans were stumbling through that season where they'd lost Deshaun Watson. You still saw Hopkins get a touchdown in a right. game that I think if you had to say which guy won and you had to choose a winner, you'd probably say Ramsey. Right. But even still, Hopkins had his victories. I think you choose last year's games, yeah. Hopkins wins those. But still, Ramsey had some victories of his own. Yep. That is such a phenomenally fierce battle when those two get together. It's so much fun to watch. Well, I, th- I think that's the the aspect to keep in mind is that those guys are going to lose. Yeah. They're going to lose. And I, and I don't mean it as, you know, every single week, but what they've got to be able to do is make timely plays. And if they can make timely plays, look, guys are going to get their catches. You're not going to keep Michael Thomas from catching the football. You're not going to catch Keenan Allen from catching the football. You're not going to keep T.Y. Hilton from catching the football, but you got to, a, you got to limit the damage. You got to make every catch difficult. And I think that's the difference. I think last year, those catches were pretty easy for those guys for the most part, the guys that the Texans face, especially, you know, T.Y. I mean, it was, it was too easy. With Ramsey, I think Hop would tell you, yeah, he battles me because he's physical, so every catch is hard. And so you've got to make every catch hard. 
And so I think a guy like Dante Robinson, you put in with J. Joe, I think every catch ends up being difficult. It's still going to be tough because of the guys you're going to face. But you've got to make it that much more difficult. You've got to reduce windows. You've got to make the margin for error for the quarterbacks they're facing so small. And when you add a guy like Dante Robinson to that, I think you end up doing that because he had really good ball skills with the Texans. In the four years, I mean, five, two, four, six years he was with the Texans, seven, nine, 11, 13, 13 interceptions with the Texans in those years, and six of those came in 2004. So I'm going to take Dante Robinson 2004. I like it. That's a good choice. And because you've taken him, you've made me pause and mm-hmm. think, what do you do Should I now? switch things up? Because what do you do now? I definitely was going to do this, and now I think I might do this. Hey, but John, before we get any further, you like movies, right? I do. I love movies. Love movies. You and I, we trade movie quotes sometimes. We trade movie gifts sometimes. Our good friends at Redbox want to remind you that post-game entertainment starts with Redbox. They got the newest movies, fresh from the theater. That's the key. Fresh from the theater, and it all starts at just $1.75 a night. And for just $3 a night, Try the hottest video games for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So go to the box at your favorite retailers or stream new movies instantly on demand. That's the key. It's not just old hardcore DVDs. It's new movies on demand. Get together with family, friends, the crew to make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night, John Harris, and the rest of you listening here to In the Lab. So you're thinking about what it is that you want to do. Now, here's the thought. Do you... Take somebody to add to the secondary? Do you take somebody that you, or in, in particular, do you put somebody at safety now? But I, I like Deshaun Gibson and Justin Reed together, but could you put a third safety back in the group? See, I think you're strong at safety. I think you're fine at safety. I think you are too. I think and people uh, like, missed the boat on that. And Jaleel Adai is your third safety. Mm-hmm. I think he's an upgrade over Andre Howe, yep. who was your third safety, and who was a good third safety last year. Jaleel gives you some different things you can do. Yeah. Andre had great ball skills and great awareness in the in the back end. Hell, Jaleel, in the, in the playoff game against the Ravens, the Chargers played seven defensive backs. Uh-huh. And Jaleel Adai and... I want to say Adrian Phillips. I don't know if I'm right, but Phillips, number 31. They played inside linebacker the whole game. Yeah. I mean, that's versatility at its at its finest. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think Jalil Adai playing safety. I, I, I like the safety group. I like the three guys that you have playing safety. If that ends up being the way you go, now we'll see where BBC places where his permanent home is. Brian Body Calhoun. Yeah, Brian Body Calhoun. I, I think he's a nickel slot. I think that's where he's going to fight with Aaron Colvin. For that spot, it's going to be a good competition. I think there's a lot of competition in the secondary. So that mm. gives you the opportunity to think about, all right, do I add? I, I, I can think of a linebacker, but I like the linebackers. Yeah, I don't want to mess, with, mess, my, with, don't want to mess with the inside linebackers right now. It's down to three different guys Okay, I'm thinking about plugging in. Okay, I was originally going to go with Aaron Glenn and 2002 Aaron Glenn, and yeah. I think that's a good uh, – that's still a, a positive choice, a good choice, safe choice. But because you've added Dante Robinson – I wonder, should I go back to get help up front? I think Clowney is going to whoop some ass this year. I really do. I think he's going to have a great season. Yep. I'm not worried about that. What about opposite him at outside linebacker? Do I want to add Connor Barwin from 2011? It's a good one. Yeah. He had 11 and a half sacks yep. that year. He blocked seven passes. He's very athletic. People forget he played basketball in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they forget, but they might not remember. He played basketball at Cincinnati. He started out as a tight end. Just about like every other player on this team, like J.J. Watt, like Whitney Merciless, all mm-hmm. those guys. Do I want to add Connor Barwin at outside linebacker? Or do I want to bolster 
the defensive end spot opposite Watt and maybe add Antonio Smith from 2011. Mm-hmm. Went to the Pro Bowl that year. Yeah. Or. Good, do it. I know what you're thinking about doing. Just do it. I, do, you, do you think. Just you, do it. Do you really know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to go to 2007. Yep. Do it. And plug in Mario Williams or defensive end? That's exactly end? what I was going to. That's. Exactly. Is he playing out of position at 3-4 defense? Well, you're, but that's the beauty of Romeo Cornell. You know what? Let's do it. Let's just go with Mario's best season. It was 2007. He yep. had 14 sacks. He was a man, dude. We're going to have a front line with J.J. Watt, mm-hmm. D.J. Reader, and Mario Williams, okay. as well as Jadeveon Clowney. That's a lot of mix and match and guys you can shift around there. Yeah, when we go to 18-game schedule, we can only play 16. Boy, we're good. <laughs> John. Two guys are going to play together. Don't get ahead of yourself yet. <laughs> but basically, you're going to probably play 4-3 most of the time and do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to add Mario Williams. I think that's going to make that secondary that we've bolstered yeah. even better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. Can we add more? Do we add more dudes? This is our podcast, so, right. yes, we're going to add one more I got more one guy. more guy. Okay. I think the one thing, you, you mentioned DJ Reader. And, you know, I'm a big fan of DJ. So I'm at the Senior Bowl. You want some more beef. In 15. I would love to have somebody on the interior that could rush the quarterback and do a, do a solid job. Because the Texans will the Texans play a four-man front a lot more than people. Oh, there are three, four defense. So no, you're going to go way back. I'm going way back. I'm going, going back the first season. I'm going back the first season. I know where you're going. I'm going to Pro Bowler Gary Walker. Yes. Six and a half sacks that year at 51 tackles. Uh-huh. And he did have four passes defense. So – he did have a little bit of he did have a little bit of juice in that way, but I feel like defensively, if you have Clown and you have Merciless and you have Watt, and I and look, I understand the contractual situation. Like I get it in the future, I understand. But if you can get JD back for 2019, and I'm with you, I think he's going to be in shape. He's been healthy all off season. That has been really, in all honesty, when you think about the players that have come back off of injury at some point, it's like you give them a season to get fully healthy. So I think outside you're good. But they play a four-man front a lot. And in the Jets game last year, at the end of the game, they moved Watt inside and had Merciless outside. And they had Clowney on the outside. On the inside was Watt and Covington. Well, obviously you don't have Christian anymore. You put Walker in there and you go Clowney, Watt, Walker, Watt. Wait, Watt. I'm sorry. Merciless. You got six Watt, JJ Watts playing. Walker. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I'd like to think that we did. And then Clowney. You put those four. Put your three guys with Walker. What about Mario Williams? Where's he go, bro? Rotate him in. Put Mario on the inside if yeah. you want. Put Mario on the inside. And I know Mario did not like rush him on the inside. Mario liked doing what Mario liked to do. Yeah. Let Mario get some water. Put those three guys on the field with Walker, and you're wrecking shop mm-hmm. because somebody's being solo blocked. Somebody, unless you're leaving the back end and the tight end to help everybody. All right. Well, and even since, at that point, you're still not you're still not helping yourself. Since you added a third, I'm going to add a fourth. And so okay. far, we've added Dante Robinson from 2004. Yes, that's who you added first. Yes, I added 2007 Mario Williams mm-hmm. defensive end slash edge. You added Gary Walker mm-hmm. 2004 nose tackle, defensive yep. tackle, defensive end in a three four. I mean, you could kind of do a lot of things, but basically interior rusher. Yes, I'm going to add Aaron Glenn. From 2002. Why not? He was, you know what? Heck he was so yeah. good. He had, had all those interceptions. He had two of them taken back for touch. He pretty much won you the Pittsburgh Steelers game up there. And even at that point, when you go nickel, if you go big nickel, you put your three safeties on the field. But if you go nickel and Hilton goes to the slot, that means you move either J. Joe or Aaron Glenn inside with Hilton. Yep. 
I think you'd probably leave Robinson on the outside. I mean, you might might do that, but I just Robinson strikes me as being an outside guy. But I, he could do a lot of different things. I just don't know if I would move him inside, especially if I got J. Joe or I've got Aaron Glenn. I think I take Aaron Glenn and just match him up with Hilton. Yeah, let him let Aaron Glenn travel with Hilton, and then I let the other two do the different things that they can do. So. I think I would I would do that. I love that because I think nickel. Think about what your nickel looks like. Mario Williams or Merciless, Watt, Walker, Clowney. You've given Romeo so much more flexibility, and he already had a lot yeah. of flexibility, but you gave me more Zach with, and with quality. Yeah. Zach and BMAC, your corners, your three corners are the three we just mentioned, of Dante Robinson from 04, Aaron Glenn from 02, J. Joe, then your safeties of Justin Reed to Sean Gibson. Then if you want to go big nickel, take one of those corners out, and put you a little die in the game. Now you're playing big nickel, and away you go. That defense would rock right there. I like that defense. I like the looks of that. John, I like the looks of you, man, because this was a fun In the Lab podcast. It good. It's Thank good you. to be back together. We shut down the offices the week of July 4th, yep. and I took some vacation last week. So it's good to be back here in the building for the first time together with you in two weeks. Man, thanks again to our good friends at Redbox for the help here. But this has been another In the Lab. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>